I am Jean, the Dandelion Knight, requesting approval to join your party. From this day onwards, my honor and loyalty lie with you. Hello and welcome to Allah Governor the Podcast. As always, I am your host, Abdullah, and I am joined today by, introduce yourself... Stephanie Sutherland here, voice of Jean and Genshin Impact and many others. <laughs> And it's like this is probably the second time I've done a Genshin Impact-focused episode. And I swear I swear to God, like, we did not time this. It was just coincidental that um, we're recording this after the update dropped. Like, I did not plan this whole, oh, well, when, it, when the update drops, I'm going to do, like, a, a Genshin episode. Cause... Right. We've had this on the calendar for, oh, like a month, right? Yeah, because your schedule was like so busy. Like, okay, for 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 people who are unaware of how I do things, like I usually reach out to people via email or whatever, and usually sometimes we book things in advance. And in Stephanie's case, we had booked this back in like June, and yeah. I'm like, and that was back before I even booked anyone for July. I'm like, you know, my schedule for July was was way open, but I, but I think I remember saying like, um. If, you know, just to be safe, let's do it like late in July because I don't know like what my schedule is going to look like because sometimes it can get really hectic and, you know, sometimes I'm doing like back-to-back recordings and, you know, I I lose track of, I lose track of like who's, who's coming on and who's going (laughs) sometimes. So I'm like, you know, just to be safe, uh, we're, we're going to do this in like July, you know, blah, 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 you know, late, late July. And here we are, and uh, I had no idea that 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 uh, that a massive update for Genshin was going to drop. So it was just meant to be. <laughs> so there you go. Um, now you can listen to two episodes that are Genshin Impact related. I don't think I'm going to be making a third one because, like, yeah, no, I, I think I've said all I needed <laughs> all I need to say about Genshin <laughs> until the next update, right? <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't but know, I, uh... unless unless like someone wants to come back and do the show, because I've had people who, you know, pre-Genshin Impact come on here, and yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, I'm sorry, like, I'm I'm actually talking way more than you are, I'm so sorry, I did not know Oh gosh, that. no, you're, you're totally fine, no, this is, uh, this is fun to be here, and, uh, always happy to, to jump in and talk Genshin, and, uh, yeah, this is fun. So, like, uh, first question is the obvious one, but uh, how did you get started? How did I get started? Well, I my background's in musical theater. I got my BFA, and I had all the plans to, to go to New York and do the Broadway thing. And um, I just, I got burnt out. I was in the middle of a show, and uh, it was my senior, my final semester, senior year uh, at the university I attended. And I just got burnt out, and I was like, man, I want my nights and weekends. And, um, and I, and I just love, I love performing, but I just really kind of craved that, that time to be able to like simmer and like reset for the next day. And so I was like, how can I still perform and use these skills that I've worked so hard to, to, um, cultivate over the last five years. I I took a little bit of a long time getting through college just because I, I just wanted to take my time, but, um, but how do I still use these skills? And I found that I had an interest in voiceover and so, uh, moved out to LA and, um, 
yeah, I started taking classes and it, it, it's taken a, it's taken a while. They say, I, I've heard it called like the 10 year plan. Um, and so we're about at, oh, five, six years and uh, things are starting to pay off. So yeah, it's a lot of training. It's, you know, you, you hear it probably all the time um, from voice actors, but there's this misconception that like, oh, I can do impressions. I can do funny voices. I can do cool voices. I'm going to be a voice actor, but it's so much more than that. It's, it's the acting, it's the acting. And then on top of that is where the voice comes in. So, yeah, so that's kind of my, my background in a nutshell, but yeah, I, I feel very, very fortunate to be where I'm at and uh, to get to be a part of Genshin Impact is just, it's a dream come true, (laughs) honestly. And, and, uh, I knew, um, like in the first couple of sessions when we were um, just seeing tiny bits of it here and there, um, I knew it was going to be beautiful. And um, I just had no idea the magnitude and the the fandom, like this is just bigger and more amazing than I could have ever imagined. So I'm delighted. It's a, it's a joy to be a part of it. And um, like what specifically made you want to get into voiceover? What specifically? Well, I think I think it does go back to um, it goes back to wanting to be able to perform and, you know, uh, and not have to sacrifice my nights and weekends and, you know, being being a homebody, a self-proclaimed homebody, that reset time is just necessary for me. (laughs) And so I think that was that was a huge part of it. But then also. When I was a kid, and this is such a stereotypical <laughs> answer, but when I was a kid and watching Mrs. Doubtfire, um, that <laughs> that was like so cool to see Robin Williams in the booth. He's like voicing this bird in a cage. And, and I just remember being like, that's how it's done. What? And so that's always kind of stuck with me. And, you know, he has, he had so many iconic roles and, um, and was just so incredible that I think it I think it's stuck in the back of my mind and so when I was looking for another way to be able to use my talents that that uh I had developed it just kind of seemed like an obvious just uh, an obvious choice for me so yeah that's kind of that's kind of what pushed me this way and it's kind of cool too my my uh so my husband he is a, a an audio engineer and his brother is a a picture editor for animation. And so before we moved out here to LA, he had been out here working on um, an animated feature. And so he was able to sign us onto the Sony lot and they were recording some um, loop group stuff for this film. And so I was able to just sit and, and watch and see how it was done on a professional level. And it was just like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, and so it, it it's it just really was organic getting into this field and um and of course organic but a lot of work <laughs> but i think it was just the right the right timing in my life and right circumstances and quite a bit of luck <laughs> so yeah it's a good it's a good gig i feel very very grateful every day and do you have like any inspirations in in the world of voiceover? Oh gosh, yeah. Well, I mean, um, I could just I could just list all my favorites, but um, obviously, uh, Gray Delisle is is a huge inspiration where she's able to 
she plays such a wide range of characters. Same with Tress McNeil. Um, I grew up watching Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and just had so much admiration. And then, you know, as I got older and started watching things like Futurama and being like, that's the same, the same person who voiced Babs Bunny and, and voiced Dot. And, <laughs> and so I think Tress is a big, big inspiration for me. Um, and of course, like, like there's Tom Kenny and um, gosh, like Fred Tata short, like there's so many wonderful, wonderful people um, who are incredibly talented and also just very good people in the voiceover world. I feel like there, there aren't many bad eggs and if there are, they don't last long. <laughs> um, cause it's, it's funny. You mentioned like, um, you know, um, the Futurama that, that, cause I remember that, that, that show was the, the, the opening in the, the my my moment where I realized it was like someone doing the voices because no way cause, oh my gosh because before I was like you know I didn't really care like I was like ah you know whatever I mean I knew how animation was done I knew like they did you know yeah I knew about like animators and cell animation and digital animation and all those and all those things but it wasn't until like I was like fourteen to fifteen years old and I was watching you know, Futurama on DVD, you know, back when DVDs were a thing. Good old DVD, uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I would always put on the audio commentary because I, I still argue to this day, like, the best thing about the Futurama DVDs are the audio commentaries because they're just, oh my like, gosh. so hilarious. And, uh... So true. It's so true. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's a brilliant, brilliant show. Um, and, and those commentaries were one of the inspirations for why I wanted to do a podcast. Cause I'm like, this, this seems a lot of fun. I want to, I want to goof around with friends and talk about like nonsense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, I love uh, it. I love but, it so um, much. My husband always says there's a Futurama quote for everything. And like, it'll just be like the littlest, I don't know, something that happens such a small little moment in your day. And he like pops out a, a Futurama quote and it's like, how, but it's cause the writing is so good. Like, Oh my gosh, it's and it is just such a brilliant show. <laughs> and um it wasn't until like I you know, point is like I was listening to the commentary and I kept hearing these people like Billy West and John yeah. DiMaggio and I'm like, who are these people? And and they do the voices and they would like do like because I remember they did like commentary oh, yeah. as the as their characters and I was like blown away by it. I'm like, wait a minute, that can't be a real person, can it? Yeah. And it was just like I remember like spending like after watching those DVDs, I remember like going to internet forums and, and trying to look up everything I can about Billy West and, and, um, and John DiMaggio. Cause I'm like, who are these people? Is this a real profession? And then I find out that, you know, Billy West was Bugs Bunny and, and, um, Space Jam. Space and, Jam. And, yes. And, uh, and I was like, how did I not notice that? I think that's so cool. And I think that's, that just shows like they do their job so well. It's like convincing you that these are, these are real like living, breathing characters. Yeah. I, oh, I love, I love Futurama a lot. And uh, one thing I love that Billy West says um, is that he was, he based Fry off of, I can't remember how old, like 20, 25 year old himself <laughs> and how it kind of, he like approached the world kind of like this, uh, young almost clueless guy and it's so 
perfect for Freya. Like I can't imagine anyone else voicing that character, you know? Um, I just think it's, I just think it's genius. And what's amazing about that show is that, you know, John DiMaggio was a complete unknown. Like this was like his first big like animation role. And you listen to him and you just are blown away by how talented, hilarious, just like able to do all these different characters. And he he would come up with like a lot of these bits, like, you know, a lot of the jokes where, you know, sometimes he'd like he'd tell the voice directors, well, what if I do it this way or what if I add this? And they're like, go for it. And and like some of the best jokes are are improvised because John is just. God, he's, he's so brilliant. He, he's so good. Like I can sit here for like ten hours and talk about how much I love <laughs> John DiMaggio. <laughs> yeah, isn't it wild? Like he, you, you made such a good point. Like he was pretty much this unknown, and I think, I think that shows that like if you're if you're focusing on, I mean, this is applying it to like voice to voice acting specifically, but like if you're if you're focusing on on becoming the character or rather letting the the character like and yourself like be one and you're focusing on the story and all of that like you can lead you places <laughs> like John DiMaggio like he was able to create this incredible character and and it essentially that launched his career more or less so I I just think he's so brilliant yeah, um, and also, like, but, but, I mean, it's always, my point is, is that it's so surreal to me, like, finding out that, you know, the people who do who do animation cartoons or who do voices are actual people, and, and it's like, yeah. wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome gig. It's so fun to get to, to be someone else, and... It really is surprising when when you're just immersed, fully immersed in in watching the show and not even thinking about who's doing the voice. It's just like you're watching these sometimes crazy characters do silly things and just fully immersed into it. I just think it's I just think it's so great. And, um, you know, going back to, you know, before we lose people here, because this is not a, this is not a Futurama podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we talking about this? What? <laughs> uh, so how did you get the role of Gene in Genshin? Let's see. So I, I got an, aud- or I, I got an audition for my agent for the show and, um, or for the show. What am I saying? Let me start over. I got this audition, um, for this game for my agent and it was, a uh, there were a, a handful of characters. Um, I could probably look it up right now, but, um, but there were a handful of characters and, and so I was like, okay, I, I could read on this one, this one. I, I found the ones that I felt like my voice could be good with. I know Amber was in there. Pretty sure Paimon was one of them. Um, uh, and yeah, and that's this gene character. Um, and I was like, Ooh, I really like this character. And, and the way that the sides were written, like, I just feel like I really connected with her. And, um, so I did a couple of passes of the audition and then I let it kind of simmer before I had to turn it in and listen back to it. And I, uh, hopped back in the booth and, and recorded, uh, re-recorded it once I kind of felt like I understood this character fully. And, I just, man, like from, from the instant, like 
of reading through it, um, I just felt like there was that connection, which is really cool to feel um, with a with an audition. And then a couple weeks later, I got uh, I got a uh, callback for for this role of Jean. And as I was there, uh, Karina Becker was there, and we were like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was thinking, like, I hope that they are getting a callback for Paimon because. No one, there's no one better for that role than Karina. And sure enough, that's what they were there for. And um, they went in, came out, and then I went in. And like, I just remember like being in the callback room, just like loving, loving getting this direction for this particular character because there, because I felt like there was such a connection. And let's see, I, I had, was it one callback? Yeah, it was one callback. And then, I want to say like a month or so later was when I got the booking and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um, Cause I'd been uh, some smaller characters in video games, nothing to this scale. And I was just jazzed because it was such a, a, a new thing for me. And it was, it was beautiful and the artwork and um, everything. It was just beautiful. So I I could just ramble about it. I hope this is even coherent, but that's essentially it. So I had an audition, a callback, and then the booking, and then we jumped right in. And oops, as I hit my hit my music stand here. Um, but uh, we jumped right in and started recording, and it's been wonderful ever since. <laughs> and did did you have any idea that this this game was going to be as huge as it was? No, not at all. And I had read online because there were some some beta testing. Uh, happening I don't remember how many months in uh to recording the English uh voices but I remember people being like it's like Breath of the Wild it's it's a Breath of the Wild copy and I was like well Breath of the Wild's pretty awesome so um I I knew it was going to be really beautiful um and just lovely to look at and the world was expansive and I knew that but I didn't realize just like the magnitude and the reach of this game and Gosh, it's just been mind blowing and meeting all of the incredible, incredible people in the community. Like it's, this is like new, a new territory for me to enter. And uh, I've just been blown away ever since and seeing you, it launch. And do you have any favorite uh, gene lines? Oh gosh, I, well, I, I love everything about gene. I feel very, I feel very lucky to, to, love this character so much but I think one of my favorite um voice lines is like let the wind lead I think that's so strong where she says let the wind lead and um and to me it just really means like trusting trusting that you'll be guided where you need to go and I feel like that's important for me because I get I tend to get in my head and I like want to I want to control things and make it happen how I want it to be and and so that's one of my favorites and um Gosh, I mean, there's, there's the one, um, she goes, dandelion, dandelion, ride the wind to a faraway land. Who knows? The wind might take it all, all the way to Celestia. And I, I don't know. I just love that she's kind of a dreamer a bit, almost a bit of a romantic. And I just think that's so beautiful. Ride the wind to a faraway land. Like just let the wind lead you where you, where you need to go. I just think is lovely. <laughs> um, like one of the things I've noticed about the game is it's very um, exposition heavy. 
So, mm. so how is like, um, my, my question is like, how is like, is it like an, the average session? Is it, is it a, is it an average video game session where it's only four hours long or is it longer? You know, we, we do it. It's, it's typically, um, like, gosh, we do it bits at a time. So uh, no more than four hours at a time. Sometimes it's only two hour, a two hour session. Sometimes it's four hours. Um, but yeah, because there's just, it's so, the world is so big. Um, it's definitely broken up into little bits and, and, um, so yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's pretty standard, um, between two and four hours. And do you guys record like the story portions first or is it like the, is it like the um, extra dialogue first and then the story stuff? It's kind of whatever is, uh, whatever is needed. Um, I know getting started, it was a lot of the story and then starting to do a little bit of dialogue, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever is needed. We just, you know, hop in the booth and, and go where, go with what, what is needed. <laughs> I'll just say that three times. What is needed? Um, so yeah. And, um, cause again, it's, it's a very, it's, it's one of those games that's very, um, demanding of, of your time because of, it's, right. uh, because of its, it's nature. so expensive. Because mm-hmm. of its nature. And I'm wondering, like, have you played it? I have. Yeah. Gosh, it's been a couple months. Um, but I have played it and uh and I find this I find that this is my the, my my approach to playing video games is just like running around and like exploring and occasionally fighting <laughs> the baddies. But um but for the most part I kind of just like to explore and sometimes I don't get very far. Um but my my sister-in-law is like diehard. She plays it almost every night and Jean is one of her mains. So it's kind of fun whenever I go to their house, they just live a couple blocks away. Whenever I go to their house, um, they'll be playing it. And so I get to, I get to experience it fully <laughs> through watching her play. Um, but, but yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. And I feel like the story is so, so awesome. And I just feel like it's fun too. It's a really, I don't know. Um, it's just enjoyable to be able to, to explore this huge world and get to know so many characters with different stories and backgrounds and, and characteristics and personalities, I think is really, it's amazing. It's a, it's a very time consuming game. So indeed. So if you, if you want to play it, then uh, please be advised that uh, it is a long (laughs) game. It's a commitment. Yeah. I, so I had been playing pretty religiously. Ooh, I want to say up until like April. Yeah. I think it was about April. And then I just got so slammed uh, with work and um, life and, so I was like, okay, I, I'm not going to play t- tonight. And then it, it just has kind of gone on a long time that I haven't played it. Um, just because I know like there's so much that I have missed and that I'm like, oh, I need to catch up on doing that. Oh, I haven't done that in a while. And so it, it's a little daunting jumping back in, but I think I, I think I'll do it. I think I'll jump back in eventually. Cause I, tonight. <laughs> uh, cause I remember when I, when we had, um, Kelly Baskin on the show, she said like she only played it on mobile and she's just waiting for 
<laughs> Switch port yes. to drop because it's not, it hasn't come out on I, Switch. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and um, my sister in law plays it on, on their PS4, and uh, and I only play it on iOS. And I know my husband's waiting for, for it to come out on Switch. So he, and he doesn't want to start until then. So he doesn't lose all the progress that he makes if he were to play on iOS. So, yeah, hopefully, I'm hopeful. I don't, I don't know. I, I hear it's going to be coming out on Switch still, but I haven't heard anything. I'm excited for the time that it does come out, though, on Switch. We're a, we're a big Nintendo family, the Sutherland clan. Yeah, well, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't have a Switch, so I'm just playing it on PS4. So, oh sure. <laughs> well, you're missing out on Animal Crossing not having a Switch. <laughs> That's what got me through the pandemic. The, the real, lockdown portion of the pandemic, I should say. Oh, oh, uh, uh, what got me through um, lockdown was um, the other game that came out when during, during that period. What was it? Uh, Doom Eternal. That was that was the game that got me through. Through um, I, through that. Thank um, goodness <laughs> for video games. Yeah, right. Like thank goodness for video games and and streaming and everything because I don't know how. Like if this had, if this pandemic had hit even five years ago, ten five five ten years ago, we would have been like a total mess without Zoom, without without um without streaming services, without video games, uh, access to so many video games, we'd get so bored, um, <laughs> so quickly. So I'm like the time, if there's any time to have a pandemic, it was, uh, 2020 through 2021, I guess, cause it's still going. Yeah. I just want to make this clear that, um, despite people's comments on social media or wherever, it's not over. We're still in the right. We're still in the thick of it. Like, sure, we really things are. Have, sure, things have quieted down, and it's not as bad as it was like a year ago. But make no make no mistake about it. It is not over. It's so not. don't 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 be like, oh, when are we gonna get go back to doing like all these events? No, just just, just right. be careful. Just be careful. Be careful and be patient and. Gosh, I'm. I think all of us, all of us, are anxious to get back to big in-person events. But with a Delta variant spreading like, like wildfire, like I, I just would rather be careful, rather be safe than sorry. And, um, and I just think it's so important. I mean, this is Stephanie talking. This isn't. This isn't Jean talking. <laughs> but um, I just think it's so important to get vaccinated and do your part to help others. Um, especially those who aren't able to get vaccinated for their health reasons. Um, I think, I just think it's so important. Um, so that way we can, we can stop this, huh? this madness. It's, it's just heartbreaking and we just, we all want life to get back to normal, but it's not going to, unless we make sacrifices. Yeah, no, it sucks. Cause, um, you know, I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to get to take that summer vacation after a year of <laughs> staying at home and doing nothing. Oh my gosh, yeah, totally. But, um, I can't. So there you go. I got to make the best out of a crappy situation, like everyone right. else. So there you go. right. But seriously, thank goodness for for Zoom to be able to chat with people and to uh, have have some sort of communication, some, a bit of normalcy. <laughs> 
No, um, like I said, like many, many times before, like longtime listeners know this, but uh, it's hard for me to end. It, it was like really hard for me. Like there was a period, that, you know, during like the height of the pandemic, it was really hard for me not to end every every episode thanking the guest and saying thank you for keeping me sane. <laughs> oh, I love that though. Really though, I think I think that we, uh, I think that being able to talk to people over Zoom and to have this communication is what has kept our kept our our heads on straight as it were no and and you know again like i'm very thankful for everyone who takes time off of their day to um come on the show and have a conversation because i think i've said this like many times before but uh we don't have that many um you know, we we just don't have conversations anymore. Like, when was the last time you just like sat down with someone and like really had a conversation about yeah. whatever? You right, know, it doesn't matter. I mean, and that's like that's what I want to do. Like, that's my that's my mission statement. Is like, I mean, a lot of podcasts do like the Q and A. You know, interviewee, interviewee, um, interviewee, yeah. interviewer thing, and that's fine. You know, n- nothing yeah, against works. those, but to me, I'm like. I want to know everything I can about the person behind the character because I, I think that's because that. I think that's a, that's very interesting and like when when people come come up to me like because I've had people on the show come up to me and you know when we're talking about about stuff and they're like I I really like what you're doing and that you know you 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 take the time off to to get to know the people you're talking to and that is just I'm like thanks man <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting, like we could talk so much about all of these characters, um, but it's, I think it's more fascinating to get to know like the person behind it because there's a life that's being lived. And I think all of us, as, as boring as we think our stories may be, I think we all have pretty fascinating backgrounds. I think, uh, I think we all have complex and, and um, heartbreaking and beautiful and wonderful and joyful things that make us who we are. And I, I feel like as we get to know people better, it just it opens the world up for more empathy and more uh, connection and joy. And um, I, I just I think it's it's cool to it's cool to look at people and know that they are humans who experience highs and lows like we do. And I, and, and, and I mean, it's important to, and I've said this like again in a previous episode, but, um, it's important to see that, um, the people you're talking to are people and not characters. Yeah, totally, totally. And, um, I know like, I, I love, I love when people are like, Jean, we love you. Cause I'm like, oh, that makes me feel like I've done a good job voicing this character. But behind, behind me voicing Jean is, is Stephanie. And, and what has Stephanie been going through? And, and not, not that I feel like everyone needs to be like, do, you know, trying to, trying to get to know me or whatever. Um, but I, but I do think it is important to, to kind of see what what has brought this character to life through that the person who's voicing them if that makes sense and um that's why like um that's why i think it's important when um you know to point out that if you're going to contact any actor voice actor 
you understand that you are talking to the person, not the character. They are nothing like mm. their character. Please do not refer to them as their character name because the character is an intellectual property owned by someone else. And if you right. have a problem with that, <laughs> uh, contact the intellectual property owner. Right. Right. We we may have different opinions from our characters too, especially like playing a playing a villain or playing, I mean, playing even a good person. Like we, we may still differ in certain ways too. And um, yeah, there's that separation um, from a certain, from a world that we're playing in versus the real world. So I think that is a good, a good reminder to share. And um, speaking of, um, actors uh, have you met any of the um any of the any of your fellow castmates from Genshin oh definitely definitely um my one of my best friends is Brittany Cox who's the voice official and um yeah she's just such a dear friend of mine and um and yeah I, I feel like she and Kelly Baskin is another another really close friend of mine um Mara uh Juno who's Lisa she is delightful, wonderful, incredibly talented. Um, I adore her. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, there's so many. Um, the voice of Xiao, uh, Lila Burzens. We, we, before the pandemic, we used to go see shows at the Pantages Theater here in, in Los Angeles. We had season tickets and we would go see every show. And she's such a dear friend of mine. I mean, there's so many so many wonderful people in the cast but um and then Jen Losey is is just incredible Jen is like Jen is the voice of uh Ganyu and there's like no better person to play Ganyu than Jen like she's just so organized and on the ball and and incredibly kind and also doesn't sleep <laughs> You know, like I, yeah, I have so many, I feel like I have so many friends, Christy Kate, um, who's Chi Chi, um, gosh, I could just like scroll through. I'm like, who else do I know? Everyone. <laughs> but I, that's, I think that's one really cool thing about the Genshin world is that like, there's so many, um, there's so many characters and they're all played by wonderful people. Oh my gosh. And, um. And uh, I I don't mean to forget uh, Mona, who is Felicia Angel. She's amazing. And I mean, I could just go on and on and on. I'll just list every person. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I feel very, I feel very fortunate to like get to be in a field where I love everyone so much. And there's, there are a lot of people that we haven't, we still haven't met in person um, either. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't even mention like Punamasu and I, we, the first time we met was actually a couple of weeks ago. We were doing a, a duo print signing and, um, cause we had a, a, a streamily signing event for Genshin Impact. And that was the first time we'd met in person. And we are like, I feel like she's like a soul sister to me <laughs> and, um, yeah. Oh, I just, I adore Punam. Um, yeah. And Erica Harlicker, um, is just delightful. Gosh, everyone. Do you want me to just, I could just go through the cast. Do you want me to? <laughs> I no, just love no, everyone. And uh, if I forget anyone, I'm so sorry. Uh, no love for my buddy, Ben Pronsky. Come on. <laughs> ben oh, is great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I can't, you can't forget Ben Pronsky. Actually, um, 
he owns this this company called Voice Actors Network, and he brought me on as his assistant. And that's how I really got to know Ben. He is he's awesome, and he's incredibly talented, and um, and just a dear friend. He's he's one of those people that um, like my, my husband knew him first because my husband was working at a studio that Ben was recording at a lot. Um, and so they knew each other. And then when Ben was looking for an assistant, uh, my husband was like, oh, well, my wife could help you with that. She used to do that at her other job. And, uh, before I went full-time as a voice actor. And so Ben brought me on and it was just like, oh, like, of course we're, we don't like, this was supposed to happen. Like we were supposed to work together and he's just a, a dear friend, um, incredibly driven and, um, just a good a good-hearted person. Yeah, I didn't know you know Ben. <laughs> no, he was on the show, and I swear, and I swear, like the moment, like it's it's so weird because usually, like there's like awkwardness a little bit, and you know, when when you're when you first meet someone for the first time, like you know, the, oh, yeah. the, 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 that that bit of awkwardness. But when when I had Ben on, we talked for like eleven minutes before the show about about the pandemic and and what have oh, yeah. you, and and we were like. It was so weird because I this was like my first time ever meeting the guy, and I, I was talking to him like he was an old college friend of mine, you know? I love that. That's, ben is just in, he's just incredible uh, as like a, a conversationalist, and he's, he's engaging and is able to like just connect with everyone because he's just such a relatable human. And I, just, I, I think that's that's such a perfect example of him being just naturally... A, a good person a good a good friend yeah no I, I and i would joke about sometimes like oh god i hope he doesn't like listen to the show daily because I, I i feel like one day he's he's gonna send me an email saying stop telling people i'm your friend <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> he's so he's great he's so great no, yeah, I, that's... I I love Ben, and I don't care what anyone says. I will defend his venom. His venom is just so good. Oh, so it's good. so good! <laughs> it really, really is. And yeah, he he just brings so much to that character, and and it's fun. It's fun to just be like talking with him and having a good time, and and um, it's just lighthearted. And then he goes into his venom voice, and it's like, oh, whoa! <laughs> He's just uh, like a chameleon. How how incredibly versatile, uh, vers- versatile, versatile. How do you say that word? Oh my gosh. <laughs> versatile. Oh my gosh. It's Friday. It's, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah. I, Ben is awesome. He's a, he's a dear friend. In fact, I just talked to him. Was it yesterday? Oh no, no, it was Wednesday. Uh, he and, and Brittany Cox and I hopped on a zoom call and we chatted for a while, which was really great. No, I'm, so, I yeah. was, I'm actually, thinking about like talking to him later seeing if he can you know hang out because it's been it's been forever and i i miss talking to him (laughs) oh yeah he's great he's so great um and and you know funny you mentioned Brittany cox she was also on the show and like one of my biggest regrets was i got her on before the english dub dropped so if you're if you listen to that episode, we don't talk about Genshin. So if you if you know you want if you want more about her character, go listen to some other podcast because uh, I unfortunately got her on. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to have her back. You'll have to have her back. Uh, I Brittany is awesome. She's actually someone that I that we would get together um, every like every other weekend, 
and go social distance, like walking or hiking together. And it was so like, (laughs) we would be like, hug from afar. And then we would walk and just talk with each other from, you know, six feet apart with our masks on. And like that aspect, like, like having a friend that I felt safe around, because I know we were both quarantining um, really seriously, and not going out. And, you know, we were we were taking this this all seriously. And to know we could trust each other and and go walking, it was just like, thank goodness for friends. (laughs) It was so it, it was it's it's been isolating and so i'm just really grateful to have a have a friend that we can you know that we could could get out of our little apartments little little los angeles apartments and i want to say get some fresh air but we still had our masks on but still you know what i mean <laughs> um and it's funny because if you play genshin impact you know that um britney's character has um has a has a has a uh, has a companion and who voices yes, the companion. And ben. it's Ben Pronsky. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> was, I thought, I thought, I thought that was really funny because, like, I when I had her on, we were talking about how great Ben was, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When uh, when they were able to to talk about it, and uh, and they mentioned that that Ben was Oz and. And Britney's official, and I was just like, "How that is so perfect! That's so crazy, and also perfect because we're because we're all pretty tight, um, working for Voice Actors Network, and so it's just it's just perfect. It's meant to be. It's meant to be." <laughs> um, and and um, God, I'm. You see, this is the problem when you do an episode covering Genshin Impact because all I said because all I needed to say about the game I already said in like the. Kelly Baskin oh, yeah. episode, so it's like, right. God, I'm trying to think of questions. I don't. I'm trying to think of hey, like that's... how to keep this interesting. <laughs> oh, that's you're good. You're good. Um, no, I think I just think it's it's a it's such a fun fun world, and I also I gotta say like the fact that they were able to create so many characters that are so different. Like Mihoyo did a pretty has done a pretty incredible job like making this world um and these people in it unique so it's not like oh there's another so and so and i don't know and and every every one of them has like a has different personality traits that you can relate to or or um maybe not relate to you know things that you like or dislike and i just think that's so cool that this world is so immersive well, I mean, uh, Dilric is kind of a jerk, so, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, Diluc? <laughs> yeah, Diluc is kind of a kind of a jerk, he, so. Yeah. He's complicated. He's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, uh, it, it, it's fun. Um, it's fun kind of seeing those characters, too, that are like, maybe, like, I, I don't think I'd hang out with that one. Or... Maybe I think I would be best friends with this one. <laughs> it's just it's fun to see the differences. <laughs> I just love the fact that Lisa's also like a librarian witch. I'm like, okay, you know, you you do you. You don't stick to one thing. It's like I gotta be. Oh, I yeah. gotta have like two things. <laughs> right? I mean, how could she not? <laughs> no, I I love it. I think it's I think she's great. Um, and gosh, I just. I can go on and on just saying how incredibly talented I think Mara is and how she does such a great job bringing Lisa to life. 
Um, you know what's weird? I've noticed this. Um, she voices Sindel in Mortal Kombat 11, and she voices. She's the new voice of. Um, forgot her name in Destiny. What's her name? Uh, oh. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Gina Torres like is old on... character. Um, and and what's <laughs> funny about all these characters is they all wear purple. So mm. I thought about that. <laughs> yes. What. Purple's purple's her color. Her voice is color. That's and if you is. go and if you want to go way back, um, if you go back to Walking Dead, uh, she was Krista in that. Uh, Krista also wears a purple shirt <laughs> at some point in the game. So there you go. It's, it's meant to be. <laughs> well, have you have you heard like maybe it was on was it on TikTok? I think it was on TikTok. Like someone was like, um, tag me and I'll tell you what color your voice is. Or like what color I see when I hear your voice. And I never did it, but I was always curious. But maybe that's maybe that's Mara's voice's color that 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 she has it like warmth and royal and and interesting and uh yeah. Now I gotta go and find this. I hope I'm not like just creating a false memory, but I'm pretty sure someone was doing that on TikTok a couple of months ago. It's it's sort of like the whole um, Ben Schwartz and how every character, most of his characters have the, have the color blue in common. So there you go. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think was, that's he, what it's got to be. <laughs> he was Sonic. He was Leonardo in in Rise of the TMNT. Ninja, Ninja, uh, Rise of the TMNT. And yeah, yeah. Um, he was his character in Modok wears a. Um, blue shirt and he was he, he was uh dewey in uh, in ducktail so right <laughs> oh see these are things i haven't even thought about now i've got to i'm gonna like do a deep dive and be like okay what colors do my characters wear oh this is this is interesting yeah i i, I, <laughs> I you know what? Let, you know, yeah, Genshin Impact is cool and all, but you know what people really want to hear about? It's colors. Colors. Do you know what? There was, oh gosh, now I can't think of it. There was a podcaster who was like super, super into colors. And I listened to her podcast for a while until I, you know, have been working solely from home through the pandemic. But she, the things that, like, the things that I was learning about colors, it was just fascinating colors are interesting <laughs> no i could sit here for hours and talk about how color theory helps a show or a movie and enhance the experience because mm. you know colors can yeah. can reflect a character's personality and how they're feeling and complementary oh, color com- complementary colors can help uh, strengthen a character's design but uh yeah, but then I think I feel I feel like I'm gonna lose everyone if I talk people. About that stuff. People are like, okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> or who knows? Maybe it'll like reach a, like a niche audience. People will be like, oh, I want to learn more. I'd probably be one of those. <laughs> I, I mean, and speaking of colors, it's it's interesting because um, now that I'm thinking about this, and this is like a weird brain fart, and I apologize for that, but. Um, <laughs> Nickelodeon. I love the fact that they that they chose the color orange for their um for their logo. Oh because, yeah, because orange is a quote unquote ugly color, and no one likes orange, but um, it works. <laughs> but it's like it's a fun color. Like I when I see orange, I'm like, that's fun. That's someone who knows how to have a good time. <laughs> 
in my opinion. <laughs> Hasn't it been orange? I feel like the Nickelodeon logo has been orange for years. I, I say this because I'm someone who grew up in the 90s and Nickelodeon was just, um, it was revolutionary. Wasn't it orange in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, it was Oh, orange. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we, um, growing up, we didn't have cable TV, but my grandma did. And uh, both of my parents worked full time. And so and they had crazy schedules. They were uh, both in law enforcement. Uh, they've both since retired. But um, so they were working crazy schedules. So my grandma watched us and we were always like, yes, we get to go watch Nickelodeon. And oh, man, that was just like, uh, I mean, I the 90s really was the best time to grow up, in my opinion. It was just there were so many great shows and like so many fun characters and and I feel like I only got like a like a sampling because we didn't have it in my house growing up it was just every time we'd go over to my grandma's house so I I feel like I don't know as many but ah uh, what a good time what a good time um what's your favorite Nickelodeon show growing up ooh okay let's see I definitely, I definitely loved Rugrats. I feel like that's kind of a, a cop-out answer, <laughs> though. Um, but I loved Rugrats. I really liked Ren and Stimpy, but I didn't, like, like get it. I, I think it was one of those that like, there was so much that went over my head. Do you ever go back and, like, watch an old cartoon and you're like, oh, oh, that was, a, that was like, a, a grown-up joke. Or, <laughs> like... It it just doesn't click for kids. I feel like that's um, that's one of those. Um, but uh, yeah, I th I think I think overall, like Recess was like, or not Recess. Um, I, I loved Recess. Recess wasn't Nickelodeon, was it? It was Disney. That's a Disney show. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, see, look at me. I I'm like, what network? Um, no. Uh, I did love Recess though. That was like when I was getting older. Oh, and, um, oh my God! the The box episode was just really creepy to look back into now. Wait, what one was that? I don't remember that one. It was the "How do you break a kid? You just you just put him in the box, and what is the box? It's like these four. It's just a, a little a literal box. It's just like a box. Um, it's it's like it's just a box. Like you know, it's chalk. You know, you know, you put put them in the timeout corner, and if you get out of this timeout corner, you know you're gonna get in trouble. So at first it's like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm just gonna, you know, it's just it's just four lines on on the ground. It's it's not gonna hurt me, and it just broke him. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I'm I think I'm recalling. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this. I wonder if it's on Disney Plus. It probably is. is. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, if it's if it's Disney, it's gotta be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, why can't I think of the T.J. Detweiler. Like, T. You know this so well. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, oh. I always wanted to be like, excuse me, uh, like a uh, Spinelli. I thought she was so cool, but I was like, not. I was probably more like Gretchen. In that show, <laughs> oh, you know what's weird? It's what like looking time. back. It's like, oh man, Spinelli, uh, Pamela Alden. Oh my, oh my goodness, she's really talented. <laughs> yeah, right. And such like a wide, wide range, and um, just incredible. Uh, yeah, these are the people like 
you look up to so much because they do so much. It's it's so surreal to me looking back at Recess now and, and remember remi- reminding myself that you know um, Gretchen is um, a- Ashley. God, I don't remember his last name. Ashley um, from Last um, of Us. It's a uh, uh, Johnson. Ashley Johnson from Last of Us, and just it's just I can't process that because I'm like I remember watching you as a kid. it's so so crazy and and you just think of like how um how long some of these people have been at it and they're still just incredible and and gosh like just so well versed and here we are like in the same world as them you know (laughs) um but but i mean uh but but again it goes back to uh, do you, God, I don't know if I asked this, but um, I mean, seeing as you've played Genshin Impact, I, I feel like you have no problem. But uh, do you, do you, do you, does it feel weird listening to your voice in, in TV shows and, and um, video games? Not really. I think, I think with everyone, like you, when you first hear your voice recorded and, and played back to you, it's like, oh, that's how I sound. But I don't know if it's just, my like I my ears been trained so now I know like I get how I sound um but um like whenever for example like whenever I go over to my my brother and sister-in-law's house they um and and my sister-in-law's playing Genshin and I hear Jean like I like I almost don't think of it as me in a way and it'll take like my niece being like there's Aunt Stephanie did you hear how you said that line? Like, monstat. They always make fun of how I say monstat uh, when Jean dies. But, um, <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's just come with with learning this, this skill and, like, learning to, like, what am I trying to say? Like, like you get used to it enough after enough training and enough editing yourself in auditions and all of that, that I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really, uh, I don't know, phase me anymore. Cause most people I talk to either don't watch or don't listen to their own stuff or they listen to it for a bit and then they stop cause they can't listen to any more of it. Yeah. And I've heard like, like Johnny Depp doesn't watch his own movies and, um, like there are some actors who won't even who won't or uh, on on camera actors who won't even watch their work, but I don't know. It hasn't really ever phased me too much. I mean, I ask because, like, you know, most people, like I said, most people I've talked to on the show, like, barely, very rarely, like, watch their own work, and they just rely on fans to tell them if they were oh, good sure. or not. <laughs> well, I mean, in in that case, like, I, uh, I still don't have Gene as I've been playing Genshin, <laughs> so maybe that's part of it. Is I'm like, oh, I'll just play with, uh, with uh, what characters do I have? I have I named um, Noel is one that I really like to play and then um and then barbara and um what's her name why can't i think of it um oh my gosh my brain i can't think of her name uh beto duh it's beto she's she's a main of mine but yeah i don't i don't play with jeans so maybe that's part of it and sometimes like i'll i'll be curious like i don't know what take they i mean when it's like a, a cartoon or something i'm like what take did they use for for that line and 
so I'll listen back a little bit, but I don't know. I don't, I don't go and seek out my work. If that makes sense. I, I just, if it comes to me or if I'm like, Hmm, curious about how that turned out, then I'll watch it. But, um, or pull, pull something up on YouTube. But for the most part, I, uh, I don't know. I guess I just am like, yeah, they probably picked the best line or the best take. <laughs> so basically like, you know, you're okay with it, but you're not gonna, you know, search for it on your own accord. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not really a, like a huge, I mean, I, I was gonna say, I'm not a fan of myself. But I like who I am. I like Stephanie, but I'm not like, let me see what I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's more just like, hmm, I wonder how that turned out. But it just, it's not all the time that I'm wondering. <laughs> and, and do you take like, you know, do you watch any other shows or movies or what have you and take like notes about an actor's performance? You know, I don't, I don't take notes, but I do when I'm watching, um, I do like pay attention and listen um, I, I've told, I've told a couple people, like, I, I, I need to learn to let go of that because I'm not watching the show for like enjoyment. I'm watching to hear like, Ooh, how did they do that line? Or who, how, Oh, that was an interesting choice there. I wonder, I wonder how I can incorporate something like that in one of my reads. And instead of just like sitting and just like being entertained, <laughs> but I don't actually like sit down and take notes. I, it's more just like mental notes. Like, Oh, that was interesting. Oh, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I've got to I've got to learn to relax a little bit. Like Jean, uh, she just can't stop working. <laughs> hey, sometimes it is fun to just like watch a show and just take it in and just enjoy it for what it is and not. You know, you know? yeah. I it's funny even like watching even watching live action. I'm I'm uh, I, I pay more attention to like the background, like like listening to hear if I can if anything sticks out in the loop group or like. Um, or like the ADR lines when they've, when they've had to go in and, and pick up a couple lines and see if it matches the lip flap very well. And so, so I find that I enjoy watching like docu-series or, um, documentaries more than I want. I enjoy watching, um, watching narrative stuff, which is so sad because it's like, I love it. And, and I love watching cartoons, but it's more for like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I got to try that. Ooh, I love that choice <laughs> instead of just taking it easy, like taking a break, sitting down and watching a show for fun. Like, what is that? <laughs> in, in this house, we don't watch Family Guy for fun. We watch it for the research. <laughs> we watch it for the research. Oh, man. You know, I guess, I mean, that being said, I I think now that I'm thinking about it and going back to Futurama, I think that's one show that. I watched so much of before really diving into the, uh, this career. And so I feel like that's one that I can get lost in. Um, but gosh, I'm trying to think, are there any others? Uh, come on. I feel like Simpsons. they're older ones. Come on. Simpsons. I mean, of course, of course that goes without saying <laughs> that was one. Um, that was one that my, my older brother would watch all the time. And I was always like, Oh, can't we watch something fun or like cute or whatever but but uh as i as i got older i definitely appreciated it more but yeah i feel like it's really like it's things that are, that are a little bit older that i can really enjoy whereas um the new content i'm like i'm it's it's that research like you said um which is great 
it's awesome to have so much at our fingertips to be able to soak in and and learn. Um, but it's also nice to relax too. Not no, that I know um, how to do that. I mean, spe- <laughs> I mean, speaking of Simpsons, I honestly think it's impossible to meet someone who cannot qu- quote a classic Simpson uh, Simpsons episode because. Oh yeah, it, that's how much that show is engulfed in our in our culture. Is because oh yeah. It, it has stood the test of time that it's impossible to meet someone who does not know what a classic Simpsons quote is. <laughs> right. Like literally stood the test of time with how many seasons are we on? Are we going on now? Oh, like season billion. <laughs> right. <something>. <laughs> it's a big number. But yeah, like it's so it really is so it's so part of our culture that like, yeah, we all grew up with it. And if <laughs> I know, um. So who was it? Who was they talking to? They were like, we weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons until I got older. And even they know quotes from it. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's just such a classic. I, I really, I, I think that it's cool to have these kind of like anchors to our childhood, our, our childhoods, to our upbringings. I mean, even talking about Nickelodeon, like Rugrats, I feel like is, is one of those classics too. And, uh. Yeah, was was Doug Nickelodeon? Do you remember Doug? Uh, Doug was Nickelodeon, and then it went on to Disney. That's right, because then they had uh, what was it called? One Saturday morning. Do you remember that? Like late nineties. Um, I remember. God, I remember Disney had like a special around like the two thousands, like late nineties, two thousands, where they would air like new Doug episodes, and that's how yeah. I would watch it. I don't. I remember what it was called, but uh... yeah. I remember oh, when I, I was. I remember when I was on. Va- I, I remember when I was on vacation. They would have like we would you know go on vacation and they would have like a Disney Channel or whatever, and they would yes, have that. The they best. would have that block where it's like here are new episodes of Doug leading up to the television premiere of Doug's first movie. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, and I remember. I remember they had. Um, I feel like on Saturday mornings, it was like recess, like right after Doug or right before Doug. Um, and I, oh, that was like the best block of time ever. You know, you know, it's funny looking back at that show now and just telling myself, you know, this show makes a lot more sense if you just tell yourself that um, Doug is just a younger JD from Scrubs, because then it makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Never thought of that. Oh, Okay, well, I'm gonna have to go back and watch Doug now. That's when I could probably enjoy, like, just like turn it on and not be all researchy. <laughs> Douglas, <laughs> you broke my grill, Douglas. Oh man, and how Roger was such a butthead. Is that a? Can I say that word on this podcast? What? <laughs> that's, that's a '90s. That is a '90s dig right there. Butthead. <laughs> fire! Fire! <laughs> that was such a. Oh my gosh, I, that was one that we were, we were limited on being able to watch. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. My older brother would watch it, but like, <laughs> like I, to this day, I am shot like. It wasn't until like a couple of years ago I found out that, that 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 show had narratives because as a kid all I would watch of that show was the music video segments and I had no idea oh, yeah. that the show had like a, a narrative. There was like actually stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that is that is 90s recall. Oh, I just I enjoy talking about the 90s. It was really the best time. 
Remember the nineties? Um, the nineties. Now uh, I, I I am always happy whenever I have a guest on, and they're like, oh, I remember the nineties. I'm like, yes, because they get the references. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was such a it was such a good time. And uh, do you ever like? pull up videos on YouTube um, or TikTok where they're talking about the nineties and like all the things that, that we had in the nineties, like one popped up yesterday and it was like, it was like the sour, the sour fruit Altoids. And, and there were these drinks called orbits <laughs> and they had like little, um, they almost remind me of those like popping Boba um, little things, but they were like floaty in this clear liquid and they look kind of weird and gross. Like, almost like fish eggs and water but like they were delicious there was this orange creamsicle one and i still have dreams about that let's see i'm gonna (laughs) pull up a picture of it right now just to see if i think it was orbits with a z oh no no that's the it's like a flight remember when yo-yos were a thing like there was that period of time i was never good at it (laughs) i was never good at yo-yoing and um (laughs) and like I would try so hard and it would just like I would get so frustrated and uh and uh like I just never could do it but I had I had a friend it was like kind of cool in high school to like start yo like get a yo-yo again and I had a friend she was so good at it and I was so jealous because I never never could I never could do it I was always really bad yo-yos and like pogs we're such a big thing. Do you remember uh, Pogs? Yeah, remember Alfie's back in Pog form. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what a what a recall! What a what a memory. Um, <sighs> I, and I apologize to everyone who wants to listen to more Genshin stuff. I am so sorry. We, went we are enjoying talking about the nineties right now. <laughs> um, it was a great time. Uh, a- a- anyway, like um, speaking of you know, going back to Genshin real quick. Um, you, you spoke about like interacting with fans. Like what is like some of your favorite fan interactions? Oh gosh, there's so many. I, well, first of all, I am so anxious to get back to cons and like meeting people in person. Cause I just think the Genshin community is so supportive and really like they, they have taken this deep dive into this world and really care about it and care about the characters and, and the stories being told. And I just, I just love that so much, but um, doing these streamly um, signings have just been such a delight. And usually like I'll, I'll hop on uh, TikTok live and, um, and I'll be signing prints, but I just love like here, like seeing people say like, Hey, Oh, that's me. Um, would you write this? And, and so I'll like write a little gene quote on there and sign it and I'll show it to them and, and people will, just enjoy it so much or they'll we'll interact we'll ask they'll ask me questions and um and I'll you know like it's almost like even though it's one-sided because I'm the only one talking and they're not on camera or or have their audio going like I feel like I'm just able to connect with them and I just love I just love connecting with people as people and seeing that people are are interesting and complex and like I was saying earlier, like we, as boring as we think our story, our personal story may be, it's actually, it's probably pretty darn interesting if you think about it. And, um, and I just think that's such a cool thing about the human experience that as different as we are, as boring as we think we are, like we've still, we've still been through a lot and we still have rich stories and, 
and things that have gotten us to where we are in our lives. And so I just, I just love connecting with people and getting to know people as, as they are, you know, flaws and all. <laughs> I just say be nice. Cause there are every once in a while you get, you get someone who's not very nice, but it doesn't happen that often with the Genshin community. Everyone's pretty darn cool. Well, I mean, that's why it's important met. to have mods because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> big time. Oh, big time. Because I, yeah. I remember watching like um, a live stream where the people didn't have mods and yeah, it was. Um, and it, yeah. It was Got really a little, terrible. Uh... <laughs> it was really terrible. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, it's, and it's sad because it was like a Troy, ba a Troy Baker live stream. and. Yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> so. Oh, dang. Yeah. I mean, you it's... look at that and it's like, ah, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. Yep. I heard that a lot in the 90s. Um, <laughs> whoops. But um, can you no, tell really, I'm like... a 90s kid yet? Have you guessed? <laughs> that is the that is what this is about. This is not about Genshin. This is about the 90s. What a time. No, I I think it's it's interesting to like. And I and I try to have grace for people who maybe are. Uh, it's hard it's hard to want to have grace for someone who's a bully but there's something or a, a series of things or a, a you know a bunch of things that made them decide to become a troll or be, become just a, a mean person and whether it's whether it's attention seeking whether it's to feel power like there there's some kind of trauma that must have happened um that it gives them some sense of satisfaction and that's really it's really sad to think about but um but I don't know like it's like you want to have you want to have grace for them but also have a boundary and and so like what you were saying that's why mods are important um because I, I think if people left to their own devices especially if they're not in a good space um headspace um or, or what have you they <laughs> people can be a little can can do and say very unkind things and yeah so it's gotta it's, protect it, yourself as well i mean it's especially sad when you know you try to have a conversation about whatever and then it just turns into complete garbage for whatever oh, yeah. reason because someone decides to come in and just spout out you know bigoted crap because they think that oh yeah you know they think right. that's funny or they think that they have some sort of point to prove. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, if, you know, just like it, can't, it was I mean, this was really disheartening because I remember like watching like an art stream and, and people were talking about how great, you know, modern cartoons are when it comes to handling, you know, LGBT themes when they're not, yeah. you know, that we're not afraid of showing like same sex you know right um, relationships it's so and... great to see the the representation happening yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it was like a you know it was a sweet conversation first and then like you know like clockwork someone comes in and starts spouting out really bigoted yeah. really bigoted crap and yeah. i i just got so upset cuz i'm like it is upsetting yeah cuz cause... Cause i'm like can we just can we just have nice things? Like, can we have like a nice <laughs> conversations nice talking about like how right. great, how great uh, a lot of these shows are when it comes to handling, you know, LGBT themes and not yeah. having to shy away from it anymore. No. Right. No. And people are like, humans should be able to exist and be themselves and live freely. And, and 
live authentically what's true to them. And it just, it makes me really sad to think that there are so many people who don't feel that way. And I, I can't wrap my head around that kind of thinking. Um, but we want the world to be a safe place for everyone, not just for one category of people uh, or one one category of belief systems or um like it, it needs to be safe for everyone and I think in order to feel safe like we need to have that representation we need to have uh, diversity I think these things are so important to help people feel loved and worthy because we all are because we exist we're humans on this planet and that's pretty amazing in and of itself and so I I just can't wrap my head around like I can't wrap my head around people thinking one that it's not and then two that they have the right to to say such harmful things. Um yeah, it just I it mean I just my mind. I mean whenever I see something like that I I'm reminded of um this old Alex Hirsch Twitter uh, Twitter thread where he was talking about like when when an episode of Owl House aired and you know it confirmed that um you know the, one of the one of the main characters was a lesbian yeah you know he said this like really wonderful thing of you know if this you know offends you i'm sorry but you ha- you got to come to terms with the fact that um gay people exist and um, yeah. if you have a problem with that then um go seek uh, <laughs> go go to your therapist right you know? right exactly and for so long like they existed but you know but like they couldn't be out and so how hard would that life be i i don't know because i i am you know a cis white female and like but i know it must be difficult to not be able to have a voice and to be able to share to share who you are truly and and be authentic and so i think like the more inclusion and the more of the more representation that is out there in in media in in tv shows and and video games and entertainment in general like i think the world is just going to get better and better um but that also means that the people who are against it are going to fight harder and harder which is which is just difficult but yeah i mean i think we're in a better place than we were yeah i mean and it's just so stupid because it's like you know at the end of the day it's just a it's just a tv show you know you don't have to spend hours and hours like obsessing over it just you know if it's not your thing there are like tons of other shows you can watch that there's um... so much more content (laughs) out there oh yeah exactly exactly yeah and i think i think people just get so caught up in like uh, this idea that like the like entertainment is trying to brainwash it's not it's not it's just that this is like healthy and safe to express different different ways of living that may be different I mean to express ways of living that may be different from from your idea or or that person's idea um and I think that's a beautiful thing I feel like the more diversity there is like the more rich my life has become for sure. Um, and like I diversity, what do they say? Diversity is the spice of life. I really feel like that's true. And I, I think it's just only going to make our lives better to have more uh, like have, have um, I, I want to say range. That's such an acting term, but like <laughs> to have, um, <laughs> to have that, that wide range. Um, but uh 
to have, I guess just talking in circles, to have that diversity, to have people who are different from me as Stephanie and, 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 uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just talking in circles, but. No, no, um, I mean, I understand like, cause you know, you look at casting now compared to what casting was like, you know, 10, 10 years ago and, yeah. and, so, and so much has changed and. And like I said many times before, like shows like The Owl House or The Loud House or Adventure Time or any of these shows would not get made in the 90s. Would not get made. For sure. Would not get made. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely not. And it's so cool that like there are creators out there who have who've been able to push boundaries. And I know there were some that were just like shot down immediately um like nope not gonna happen but i think that like persistence and that that um that drive to keep showing up and keep trying um like it's it's just opened the world up and thank goodness like even thinking of um chris knee she's the creator of doc mcstuffins and and ridley ridley jones which is uh, on netflix now and i i think in doc mcstuffins it was like the first um, like, uh, it was on Disney junior, like the first kids, um, uh, like preschool age television show where there was a lesbian couple and like, how cool is that? And why not? You know? Um, and I just think it's amazing that Chris Nee was able to, to, to get them to open up to that idea. And, and it was just, a, it was just a little, little thing, but like the fact that it opened the doors, like is so incredible. And... No, no, I've I've had um I've had the pleasure of talking to people who've worked with on Christie shows, and they they say and they all say the same thing of, you know, she she understands how to, you know, uh, present these ideas to children without, you know, talking down to them, which I think yeah. is what we need right now. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah. Oh, have you watched um any of Ridley Jones? I, I've only like watched it, watched like some of it, because again, you know, I'm it's not delightful. the target. I'm not the target demographic. Right, for this, sure, so. sure. So, but... oh my gosh, it's delightful though. That's that's actually one. Like, even though I know a lot of people in the cast, like, that's that's a show I can get lost in for sure. It is so well done, and it's a and it's like it's a show for a younger audience. But I just think it's so great no i remember because um i've had um what's her name um ashlyn madden on the show and she's a um she is a wonderful wonderful human being and that 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 conversation one of the things i regret to this day is like cutting that episode short that episode should have been like three hours Oh I yeah! Oh, I could I could have gone three hours. I should have gone three hours because oh yeah, because Ashlyn is such a fascinating, wonderful, just a beautiful human being to talk to, and yeah, I just like I, I, when when that conversation like no joke when the conversation ended, I got a little sad because it's like I'm never gonna have something you know a, a really great conversation like that ever yeah. ever because it's like you know that's that's like one once in a lifetime type moment and yeah i just love ashlyn ashlyn is just a one of my favorite guests and she's a wonderful human being and i will not you're just gonna have I, to have I, ashlyn back <laughs> <laughs> and i will not have any, anyone tell me otherwise because she's she's wonderful oh yeah 
just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's, it's so cool to see so many people who are doing, who are in this field. I feel like the voiceover side of the entertainment industry is like particular, maybe I'm biased, but it's particularly special because there's just, it's just chock full of so many wonderful people who are just have good hearts and are just good and down to earth and, and kind and just great people across the board. And I think that is, I just think that's a beautiful thing um, to get to associate with so many incredible people. Yeah. That's the thing is like, you know, we can sit here all day and talk about the characters, but it really, to me, like some of the people who work in this business are just so, just, just so down to earth and wonderful. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, how are you real? <laughs> right. Right. It's so true. It's so true. Um, I, I don't get starstruck very often just because, you know, working in the entertainment industry, it's, you, you can get used to everyone being a star in a way, but, um, but like sometimes there are people that I meet that I'm just like, how, how are you such a good person? How are you, how are you? Um, yeah, like you said, how are you real? And I just think that's so, it's so cool that the voiceover world has so many people like that and so many people who are just genuine and care and want the world to be a better place and can use their talents to make the world a better place. And that's why, like, it's so, it, like, people often get weirded out about me, like, when I do, like, when I meet people via virtual cons, because, again, you know, pandemic and what have you. But <laughs> yes, of course. Know, when I meet people via virtual cons, they always say, you know, do you have any questions relating to the work? I'm like, can we can we just have a conversation instead? <laughs> yeah. Can we just talk as, as humans? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is there, like, what can I ask you that no one else has already asked you, you know? Right. Like. I feel like I've I've answered so many of the questions that are typical to be asked, you know, which I don't mind. I can answer I can answer questions again, but at the same time like it's I feel like it's more engaging to get to know the person behind the voice. Yeah, that's why like when I when I met like, you know, Gray at um, you know, I met her like at, at a virtual con like, you know, three times and I, I got lucky enough to talk to her three times and all those times I enjoyed talking to her because we were just talking about like you know, pandemic life, you know, raising kids, your hair graying and getting older. It's just like stuff you wouldn't expect to to, to talk about with someone you grew up watching. But I'm like, no, I want to know who Gray Delisle is. And yeah, you know, Gray, I found out is a mother of three wonderful children and she is trying her darndest to to raise those kids right. And, you know, it's it's hard, but, you know, you, you keep doing you great. Right, right. Exactly. Like the, this is just part of the human experience. And like to learn that someone like someone goes grocery shopping, they don't have an assistant who goes grocery shopping and they're and they're who they are. You know, I'm I'm thinking of, you know, uh, the the big like household name voice actors, but, but like they're just living their lives. They're they're going to Costco and <laughs> and running errands, going to the going to the dentist. Um, you know, stuff that is part of the human experience. And I just think that's so cool that like, even though we may feel like like people are are so out of reach or or out of touch in a way, really like we're all just humans trying to survive and do our best. 
Yeah, it, it just seems so surreal to me hearing like, you know, Gray Delisle of all people saying, well, when I used to go to, to Target, I'm like, wait a minute, you shop at Target? I actually saw her once at Target and this was like, I was brand new to LA and <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, picking up soap or something. And I saw her and I was like, is that, that was one of those moments where I was starstruck and I was like, I think that's Gray Delisle. And um, so I was texting my husband. He's like, just go say hi to her. And I was like, I can't. I can't bear to say. I don't want her to think I'm weird. And I'm like, she probably would have been like, oh, hi. <laughs> oh, same same target. I saw Jess Harnell. <laughs> and um, he and um, his wife were there. This was long before they got married. But um, they were walking in right in front of us. And, and you know, he... Just dresses just so incredibly fashionable with, you know, with uh, with sequins and bell bottoms and like, he's just in and his beautiful hair and like, and I was like, Oh, my gosh, I think that's just Harnell and, and my husband was like, Yeah, we should go say hi to him. And I was like, I can't. It was like back back when before I dove into this world and realized, these people are just kind, good people, and um, are just lovely. And would probably be delighted to hear that you enjoy their work, you know, um, as long as you're not following them around Target. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, like, um, you know, speaking of someone who, you know, has actually, you know, like I said, talked to Gray, you know, three times at a virtual con. She is like, she's so funny and just so down to earth. And yeah. I mean, it's like, sometimes I'm like, it's kind of hard for me to keep up because like she talks real fast, but you yeah. Know. She's just like, but it's so, just so good at convert conversing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She she is literally a cartoon character. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, just 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 easy to talk to. And and there was there was one time it was it was the first time I met her in a professional setting. We were in a studio, and um, and I was wearing um, I was wearing this sweater. It was like a, a tan sweater with like a rainbow across it. Um. Oh, actually, my my image here on on Zoom has it, but um, or it's up on my website. But um, my little avatar, uh, it's that sweater. It's based off of that. But um, anyway, and she's like, I like your sweater, and I was like, Great, Delilah likes my sweater. I was like, Thank you so much. Like I, I was so caught off guard. Um, but like, just a nice a nice compliment to give a person, and and this incredibly talented and um well-known voice actor gave lowly lowly little stephanie sutherland a compliment on her sweater and i just felt like oh my gosh i i'm somebody <laughs> you know i think it's I, I think that's a cool thing about um about being being in this industry and like you get like i don't know people don't realize like i'm i'm just boring old stephanie <laughs> And so if I were to give a compliment, it really could make someone's day. And same with like with with Gray or, or I don't know. I think there's like just being a human and a good, nice, kind person goes a long way. And I think we all we all need a little kindness in our lives. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I've said this before, but, um, you know, whenever I see someone like, you know, a famous voice actor like like my tweet or, you know, reply saying whatever I'm like, you know what? That might not be a conversation, but you know what? It's something. It's like, something. Hey, like, hey, you know, uh, D. Bradley Baker liked one of my tweets, one of my reply tweets. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think it's just like validating, validating that we all have 
cool things to say and especially when they're when they're good and kind things <laughs> no, i have to keep going I, back to that <laughs> because i remember he posted something about like the and he was right he was like you know the industry is changing because of covid we got to adapt to the changes we got to get used to the fact of recording at home and what have you and yeah. i'm like you know it's this is something that um people don't want to have a conversation about and people don't are flat out going to ignore it but I feel this is something we need to talk about, especially now, because yeah. because of COVID, and it's obviously going to change the in industry going forward. And yeah, we got to plan long term. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, he liked like that, yeah, liked that reply." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true though." <laughs> and you know, like I think I think that change is uncomfortable, just because we're creatures of habit, being humans on this planet. Like we we like to know what's going to happen. We like to know what to expect. Um, so change of course is going to be uncomfortable, but, and sometimes it's not fun. It, sometimes it's like the worst <laughs> to go through changes, but like it always works out. And sometimes it turns out to be even better than the way it was before. And I think that's a cool thing about, about life is, is there's and and about the human condition is that we are, resilient and we can adapt if we need to and i think that i think this this whole pandemic has shown that like we've been able to adapt and make things work and it's been hard and i've hated a lot of time a lot of time as as i've been in quarantine but like like humans can adapt and make life still livable and i think that's a cool thing about about the human condition I just but, think humans are fascinating. But I mean, you have you have an advantage a lot of people didn't have. You are you're married to an audio engineer, and those you know those those people that's, are a godsend. That's true. I uh, I gotta say, like, props to Aaron. He, if it weren't for if it weren't for his know how with uh with uh setting up my home studio, like, I would be a little lost. I think that's a way to put it lightly. Um, <laughs> but like it, it was hard for him because um, the studio he works at shut down completely and he didn't work for six, maybe eight months. I should count. I should look back at the calendar, but it's too hard. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, no, he was out of work. And so um, to fill his time, he was he was making my setup better. And I feel so incredibly grateful for that. I I do not take that for granted. I feel very, very fortunate that it, that it, my situation was as as good as it was, and or good good as it is, I should say. And now he's back to work, and and if something happens funny that I can't like troubleshoot myself, I'm like help, <laughs> and he's able to. But I I do not um, take that for granted at all, because because that has been that's been the only way I've been able to make it work. <laughs> Because I know a lot of people are like, ooh. It's a curve. <laughs> yeah. It's a big learning curve. And and one cool thing, and again, going back to how awesome the, the VO community is, there were people who who know this stuff, who are experts in this stuff, um, in the in the tech side. Um, specifically, I'm thinking of Mara Juno's partner, Jordan Reynolds. He's incredible. He's not only an incredible voice actor, but he is like an audiophile to the max. He knows, he knows gear, he knows setup, he knows, he knows it all. And he was able to help out so many people. And it was just cool to see like, 
as we are all shifting and and um, having to make this change of being 100% at home, um, people were like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to hold a Zoom meeting where you can ask me questions and I can show you how to set this up and here's what you need to get. And it was just cool to see people being able to utilize their skills to help others. And I, I feel so lucky. Like I feel so lucky to be in this field and to be in this, uh, this field where we were able to keep working a hundred percent, um, because so many weren't that lucky and, um, and thankfully, gratefully, my husband's back to work now. He, I think they, I think his studio started opening up in October and then a couple, there's a, another studio he was working at a little bit, filling in at uh, over the summer last year. But, um, but like, I know it was hard. It was hard for him to not be working every day. And that's why, that's why I say Animal Crossing was so helpful because we felt like we were contributing to our little island. <laughs> he made that island so beautiful. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, the VO world, we, we really were fortunate to be able to keep working and keep doing what we do. And for me, it was thanks to my husband to be able to set me up and get me, get me working, get, get my studio going. So it's a good thing. Although that being said, I really got to get like an AC in here or like some manner of circulation. Cause this booth of mine, it gets a little bit stuffy. That's one thing we haven't been able to master, but we will, you'll see. <laughs> I, can, I can hear you. I can hear you sweating from here. <laughs> the little drops. Boink, boink. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, speaking of, you know, VO people and being helpful, um, I remember like, you know, another buddy of mine, uh, Andrew Morgano, you know, used to, he used to work as a, um, ADR, uh, mixer. So yeah. he, so he knew how to, how to, how to do the setup. And he's a, you know, again, huge audio file. Remember when I, when I, when we were recording, he, um, was, you know, was trying to get a setup and, um. I said, like, is this like your cheapest microphone? He's like, no, man, that this isn't the cheapest microphone. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, Who this do you is, think I am? <laughs> yeah, th this is a blah blah blah, whatever it was, and you know he knows his stuff. And I remember we were talking about him having to teach people. I mean, it was frustrating because like he understood like who was tech savvy and who wasn't, and those who weren't yeah. tech savvy were kind of a nightmare walking through. <laughs> How oh yeah, stuff. sure, for sure. Especially, especially when it's like the creative brain is like the only side that's you know working at full capacity, and so it it can be tricky. I mean, I'm that way. I I'm sure I was not fun to uh, to coach through all of this when when Aaron got me set up because I because I my brain just doesn't want to like compute, <laughs> does not compute, and. Uh, so, yeah, uh, bless, bless many of our hearts and bless the hearts of those who deal with, <laughs> with the brain, not computing. <laughs> anyway, we've been talking for an hour and, you know, what have you, and this has been a very fun conversation, but as always. This has been fun. <laughs> yeah. I have enjoyed talking to you so much. But as always, all good things have, unfortunately have to come to an end because I know you're Indeed. very busy and I have kept Indeed. you. I have kept you <laughs> long, uh, way longer than I should have to be. Quite oh my gosh, I've so enjoyed it. I've no, so enjoyed talking no, this to is, you. No, this has been fun. And um, before we go, where can people find you online? Well, 
let's see. Um, I should have made a list because my social handles are different in a couple places. So Twitter and TikTok, it's at Steph South VO. Um, so that's TikTok, Twitter. Instagram is at Steph Sutherland. Um, I have the longest name, so I just am like, just call only stuff. <laughs> I think my name's like 21 letters. I should count again, but uh, I, forget, I forget how many letters, but yeah. So it's just at Steph South VO on Twitter and TikTok at Steph South Southerland. Wow. Gosh. At Steph Sutherland on Instagram. And yeah, my website's stephaniesutherland.com. Thank you so and much for I taking the time. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time off to do this. And if you ever want to come back, please don't, don't hesitate to ask. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. It's been such a joy to talk to you. And and yeah, I'll come back anytime. I've really enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> or hell, let's just, you know, talk normally. We don't even have to do a podcast. You can just like yeah. talk. <laughs> Hang out. Yeah. Well, it's it's been a delight to talk to you. Oh, right. I was going to ask because we're because I'm in L.A. And remind me, you're not uh, in the yeah, yeah kuwait it's almost midnight here so i gotta get going. i was gonna say yeah you should go to bed <laughs> anyway <laughs> thanks, thanks for staying up so late <laughs> yeah, no, no, no thank you so much and take care and oh. bye bye take care